Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's Cyber Church. You know, we are talking about ancient mysteries. We're talking about things that happened uh, that to this very day scientists pretend that they don't understand how these things happen. They don't understand how pyramids were built. They don't understand how the how the heads on Easter Island, those rock stone heads, you know, were moved around. They don't understand how these megalithic structures of old were built. They, you know, they they have found where uh, uh, where brain surgery was performed in ancient Egypt and possibly in Babylon. Uh, we, we've got all of these scientific things that happen that are well documented. And uh, they're well documented in the history of those particular countries. But mostly, they are very accurately documented in the Bible. Now, you need to understand something. And uh, after this message, we get more into who built the pyramids, how do they do it, and all these kinds of things. But right now, we're just kind of laying the foundation for you to understand that these ancient mysteries are not uh, as mysterious as we have made them to be, that there are simple, straightforward solutions. And that the number one reason we do not understand these ancient mysteries and why they're important to our life is just because, number one, we haven't read the Bible enough for ourselves, but also so many of these things that the Bible addresses, we discounted them as if they were just myths, little Sunday school myths, little Sunday school stories that you tell that have nothing to do with real life. But I want you to know, everything that's in the Bible is in the Bible for a purpose, Everything that's not in the Bible is not in the Bible for a specific purpose. The truth is, everything that we need to know to govern our lives is in the Bible. And, uh, you know, if we don't dig in there and dig it out and, and, and understand how these truths fit into our lives, uh, then basically the valuable information that God gave us to make us more powerful, more effective, we're going to miss. Now, many of you have heard me talk repeatedly about what I call the first two pillars of faith. And the first two pillars of faith is, number one, how God created planet Earth. And so God modeled the operation of faith. And what he modeled was that first and foremost, according to the Hebrew language, he conceived in his heart what he wanted to bring to pass. Once he had conceived it completely and fully in his heart, then he spoke it into being uh, by speaking with intention. And the intention was that what was in his heart would, would come to pass out here in this, in this universe that, that he was creating. And that's exactly what happened. And then after pretty almost every phase of creation, he would say, it is good. Now that word good means desirable, pleasing, you know, that sort of thing. But but in the Hebrew language, anytime you see the word good, you need to think harmonious. So he's saying uh, that that which came into being was harmonious with his intentions. It was harmonious with what he 
saw and developed in his own heart. And now understand, and this is something that the scientific world never ever wants you to accept, is that uh, planet Earth is the only planet in all of the universe that has the capacity to sustain physical life. Planet Earth is a very unique place. Now, anti-God, atheists, uh, Luciferians, fake scientists, they do not want you to believe there's anything unique about planet Earth because if, if that is the case, then what makes it unique? Well, what makes it unique is that God created planet Earth. Now, uh, the second pillar of faith again, is there in the book of Genesis where God creates man. And so God creates man in his own likeness and image. And uh, uh, so man functions exactly like God functions. As many of you have heard me say in the book of Mark, the 11th chapter, when Jesus talks about mountain moving faith, he actually follows the exact process that God used when he created all things that exist here in our, in, in our universe. And so, so we're supposed to function like God. We're supposed to operate in faith like God. Now, one of the unique things about God is God is sovereign. Now, sovereign does not mean that he is in control of everything. That is actually uh, a Luciferian occult lie that is used to bring slander against God. One of, the, one of the earliest things that was taught by the Luciferians was that, uh, was that God, the Creator God, is in control of everything. Therefore, everything that happens in planet Earth is the will of God. Therefore, if there are wars, then those wars are the will of God. If, you're, if somebody in your family dies prematurely, that was the will of God. Everything becomes the will of God because under the false concepts of sovereignty, uh, that's the only thing that you're left to be. But the word sovereign doesn't mean that God is in control of everything. The word, of, word sovereign basically means that God acts independently of any force, any pressure, any source outside of him. So if we're created in the likeness of, of an image of God, we too are sovereign. In other words, nothing can make us do what we don't choose to do. Nothing has control over us. And so that, that's why God went on to say that uh, he had given dominion of planet Earth to man. And the Bible repeats over and over again. Psalm, Psalm 82, Psalm 8, Psalm 115.16 or 115.116. Well, it, it talks about how that man has authority over planet Earth. And what is happening in planet Earth is the direct, uh, really, uh, fulfillment of the will of man, not the will of God. Now, this is so incredibly important because if, if you don't understand these basic pillars of faith, I'm not talking about just miracle working faith. I'm talking about faith to trust God as you walk through the world, as as tragedies unfold in your life, you, you want to understand what's happening, why they're happening. You want to know what you can do to stop horrible things happening in your life and happening in the world around you. So, so since God gave authority to planet Earth, of planet Earth to man, then God cannot do anything in planet Earth if he does not do it through a man. That will yield to him. You'll trust him, believe him, <coughs> follow him. And so Jesus came to planet Earth 
And you can read this over and over again, where Jesus taught very plainly that the only reason he had uh, authority on planet Earth is because he was born a man. He was he uh, you know he was a man without sin, and without sin is the only real difference between Jesus and all the other human beings on planet Earth at that time. Now, when we get born again. Uh, we no longer have a sin nature, therefore we get the, the opportunity to function exactly like Jesus did. Now, Jesus did something really unique and really interesting, and I think we miss it. Uh, in, in Matthew 28, uh, before Jesus departs, he says, all, all authority is given me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and, you know, and Da, 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 you know, make disciples, baptize in my name, preach, you know, preach the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. All these things that he said, not only there in Matthew 28, but in, in other places. But uh, it's really interesting that when Jesus said all authority is given to him, uh, the reason all authority is given to him is because, is because when he came to planet earth as a man, then he was able to have authority in planet earth. Whenever he uh, uh, was raised from the dead and received the kingdom, then he had all authority in heaven. And once anything is established in heaven by the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, then, then that is set. And now, as human beings, through binding and loosing, we uh, declare as legal in our lives that which Jesus did in heaven we declare is legal and illegal in our lives that's which he, that which he delivered us from through his death so stop and think about this you know we have been told that that we've been told that God is sovereign so he just does everything he wants to do he doesn't have to explain anything to anybody it, you know if he decides he wants your child to die prematurely then he, he does it and always has some mystical reason you know some goofy something like okay God needed another he need he needed another voice in his choir he needed another angel well first of all human beings don't become angels we are not angels we are human beings and so uh, it's phenomenal that we don't see that, and therefore we end up blaming God for everything that happens. And I'm telling you, the, the, the false message of sovereignty drives more people away from God than probably any other message because God gets blamed for everything. Now, you, you need to realize this. On the other side of that coin, um, we have been taught that Satan has free reign and that he has authority and planet Earth and, you know, that he can just run around terrorizing people and doing what he wants to be. That's not true either. And uh, uh, if all authority uh, is, is, is vested in Jesus and then if he sends us out to function in that authority, then one, then one thing for sure, we know that Satan has no authority over us. At the resurrection of the book of Colossians, it tells us that Jesus stripped, uh, on the cross, he stripped him of all principality and power. He has no right. He has no rank. He can't, he can't do things in planet Earth uh, just because he wills for them to be done. It's just like, it's just like God the Father. If he's going to make something happen in planet Earth, it has to happen uh, through willing people who choose to believe 
uh, Luciferian lines and who choose to operate in selfishness and and uh, all of these all of these destructive te- sinful te- tendencies, but uh, but you need to realize that that uh, Lucifer had to have a plan uh, to attack planet Earth, and it had to be a plan that he could legally operate. So, so many people have asked me, and I've mentioned this before, you know, well, why did God uh, send Satan to planet Earth, you know, to torment man? Well, God didn't. You see, man had authority uh, in planet Earth, and the real truth is, all the way back to the garden and afterwards, man could have you know, Adam could have, when, when the, at the very first temptation, Adam and Eve could have sent Satan away because he had no right to, to be here. Man gave him the right to be here and engaged him and, and, and really uh, made it possible for him to do what he did. Now, after the garden... Then you you have Adam and Eve, and, and Adam and Eve they have the choice now to to choose uh, to you know follow everything that God had taught them, or to follow whatever opinions they had based on their new sinful nature. And stop and think the whole the whole struggle of the fall of man was. Can, can we be our own God and can we decide good and evil for ourselves? And so in every situation, man decides, will I trust God or will I trust whatever else I'm getting from fake science or from all of these other places, which basically all go back to Luciferian thought, Luciferian doctrine. But in order for, in order for Satan to have a phenomenal impact on planet Earth, uh, he needed powerful representatives here who had the authority to do the uh, uh, you know his his bidding and to make these things come to pass. Now, uh, Jesus became a man by the Holy Spirit coming upon uh, Mary, and so Jesus spiritually he he was God, but as far as his physical body, his physical body came from Mary, and he was 100% uh, a human being. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells you in the book of 1 John, the fourth chapter, that the spirit of the Antichrist always denies that Jesus really became a real man, you know, because uh, one of the things I can tell you this that Satan does not want you to know is that you have authority over him, not because you pray 24 hours a day, not because you do everything right and don't have any flaws, but you have authority because you are a human being and God gave all authority on planet Earth to human beings. So, so Satan then has to find a way to be able to exercise authority on planet Earth through human beings. Now, whenever the, whenever the sons of God, which in the only two times in the Old Testament that term is used, it is speaking of angelic beings. But then secondly, let me just mention this. Sometimes, it's, sometimes I don't think we should use the word angel or angelic being 
as often as we should because we have a, a one-dimensional concept of what an angel is, what an angel looks like, and, 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 and that, that really makes some of the things that the Bible says seem impossible, but it only, they only seem impossible because of the way we interpret the concept uh, of, of angels. Now, uh, there are all kinds of different angels. There are angels with different ranks. There are angels with different functions. There are angels that uh, there are angels called watchers that uh, uh, can they, they have a way to come into planet Earth and function. They look like men. They, they everybody thought they were men. I mean, you can go all through the Bible with uh, you know with the patriarchs. You can go to Lot. You know when when the two angels came to Lot, and everybody thought they were men and they were referred to as men. Well, according to Enoch. These, these watchers at some point in time, they were drawn into a temptation, and I'm not going to go into that whole, whole thing there. They were drawn into a temptation to cross over and to become sexually involved with human beings. Now, becoming sexually involved with human beings, uh, this, this was very probably a precursor, if you will, because remember, the angelic beings, they crossed over from the other side. Therefore, they saw creation. They saw how they, they saw how, uh, they, they saw how uh, physics worked. They saw how geometry worked because everything that God did in this physical world was based on, on these laws of physics, laws of geometry, you know, mathematical equations and, and all this kind of stuff. They saw how all, this, all of this stuff was done. But very probably, uh, they may have understood from being in heaven that when the Messiah comes, he would be the offspring of the Holy Spirit uh, and, uh, and a human. And one of the things that we see from the from the time that uh, uh, that it was prophesied in the garden, and that and that God spoke it out, and very probably, I would imagine, very probably Adam spoke it out. But uh, whether he did or not is neither here nor there. But anyhow, from the time of the garden, then uh, every time God would would reveal something about how he was going to save the world, then that would turn into a situation where, where the, the hand of the, or, or, or God's plan would get revealed a little bit. And so now Lucifer would put together his strategies about where to strike. So in the garden, it was revealed that the Messiah was going to be born of the seed of a woman. So so the first strategies that Lucifer came up with to destroy the possibility of a Messiah coming was uh, this thing about these watchers crossing over and corrupting the seed of the human race by becoming involved with women. But, uh, but more than that, Lucifer knew that only m mankind had authority on planet Earth. And so if he was going to do anything on planet Earth that required decision-making and authority to, that was going to function in this realm, he couldn't do it. He had to have human beings, or at least part human beings, to do this. So the strategy of the Watchers crossing over and mixing seed, which God warned against, mixing seed with 
the daughters of men, this would become his way to create a corrupted human race, if you will, not, not fully human, not fully spiritual. And so, so he did this, and then these giants, by the way, let me, let me say this. When we read about the giants in, in, the, in the Bible, there's a couple of problems. Number one, uh, there are numerous words in the Bible that refer to the giants or refer to what we call Nephilim. Now, I use the word Nephilim because the only characteristics of, of one of these half-breed beings was not just the fact that they were would be large, you know, gigantic. Uh, based on everything that we know, not only from the Bible, but from the writings of these other nations that had to deal with Nephilim. And even, you know, even here in America, the, the, the North American Indians had to fight with, with giants. And, uh, and it's recorded, and actually not only is it recorded, but, but the graves have been found of giants that have been slain here in America. Now, that's not something that science is ever going to admit. That's not something they're going to admit is true. They're going to cover it up because why? They don't want to validate anything that's, that's in the Bible. But these, these Nephilim, which, like I say, there were other words that referred to them. Rephaim was a was another word uh, that described them. Uh, uh, they, they had numerous words in the Bible that were used to describe them, but also the inhabitants of the land had other words that described them. So it wasn't just the fact that they were tall. It was the fact that they were, uh, some of them were, somewhat almost superhuman you know they some of them had two rows of teeth some of them had you know six toes and six fingers uh, uh, there were all kinds of characteristics but the biggest things were with these people they propagated evil they propagated godliness they they taught people things that were not true about God. Now, the concepts that the Nephilim taught about God, uh, you got to realize, so here's these supernatural beings, and they're claiming that they are gods. You know, if you if you watch uh, Ancient Aliens, on, I believe it's on the History Channel, I, I watch that sometimes and I laugh, but, but it, it still amazes me that people will believe that aliens, that, that, that ancient aliens came and created the human race and did all this stuff, uh, when we actually have a historical account in the Bible, and then, then the nations uh, that existed in the Middle East, they have pretty much the same history. And so we, we, have, we have a better account of biblical history, uh, a better recorded account than we do of, of almost any historical period uh, in the whole world, and is validated by people that are not believers in God, people that worship other gods. So it amazes me that science contend what fake science, what's called science, they, they continually try to find ways to reject this. By the way, let me say, man, you will love the series on ancient mysteries because I get to go into much deeper detail and explain a lot more things to you and help you understand. Uh, how this applies to your daily life. So be sure, be sure and check it out. Now listen, let, let me, while I have a little bit of time here, just let, let, let me get this in here. Now the watchers, when they would come to do God's will here on planet Earth, they probably 
had a particular portal or a particular place that they came through from the other realm into this physical realm. Now, we don't know this, but we, do, uh, we, we, we don't know if the, if the watchers that fell or rebelled, we don't know if they used the same portal, the same entryway into the physical realm, but there's a high probability that they did, a high probability that God created the universe to have portals to the other side so that there would be a place for angelic beings to come into planet Earth. There would be a place for, for watchers to come into planet Earth. Now, we know based on history that the watchers actually crossed over at Mount Hermon. And so, and so there was a portal of some kind in Mount Hermon. And Mount Hermon is, is, is really interesting because Mount Hermon is kind of credited for the center of Baal worship. And all through the Middle East, altars that were built to Baal faced Mount Hermon. And, and in fact, uh, I don't know if it's true, I don't know if it's accurate, but... but the ancient world believed that, that, that this portal that came from heaven uh, to earth also continued and there was a portal that went from earth into Sheol, which is the abode of the dead. It's not the eternal hell, but it is the abode of the dead. And remember the first angels that rebelled, they were bound in chains in Sheol and so and so very possibly uh, where Mount Hermon is, and there at the base of Mount Hermon, uh, all, all that this portal goes all the way from, from uh, the invisible realm to planet Earth to uh, some aspect of, of the afterlife. So, so the, these Nephilim come to planet Earth because they're part man, now they start r ruling over the human race. They are so they're so fierce. And by the way, you know there, there are indications that some of the women uh, participated freely with these with these uh, uh, watchers, these fallen angels. But in many cases, there was rape. And so the the Nephilim came and they began to propagate. Or, or the fallen angels came. They had sex with these women. Their offspring was the Nephilim. And so they began to propagate uh, uh, really religious ideas that eventually were spread into all of the idolatrous communities. All, you know, all of the, all of the Greek gods, all of the, all of the occult gods uh, of the Eastern world, all of them were, were, were gods of wrath, gods that you had to fear, gods that you had to constantly appease. And so they presented themselves as God and uh, but the problem is this became the belief that the children of Israel later on adopted about that about the one true God and that is that he's a wrathful God that he is angry that you have to appease him and so they were afraid of him they really didn't want close communion with God well how many people today are afraid of God how many people today believe that God is is, is wrathful that God is angry all the time that God is always trying to find a way to get you that that you've got to make sacrifices you got to do things you don't want to do to appease the wrath of an angry God. Well, every bit of that is Luciferian doctrine designed to turn us against God. Now, the Nephilim, 
as we are going to discover coming up soon. By the way, the reason I call this this message Stairway to Heaven is because I wanted you to understand there that there is a portal from the other world to here. Now, I want you to understand this. I'll have a few seconds to say this. Uh, the pyramids and the ziggurats that you have all over the world are actually uh, primary primarily portals into another realm. And that's why they exist. That's why they were built is because they were looking for ways to probably transport themselves all over planet Earth, to transport themselves between here and and the other realm. And of course, that's, that's why later on, these pharaohs wanted to be buried in these things because they saw them as portals and this would be their way to launch into eternity. So, so these stairways to heaven became a source of corruption for everything that we believe about God today. Listen, be sure and check back with me next week and uh, you, you're going to love where we're going and how it's going to help you. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.